comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Facebook, no Twitter, no smartphones, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Happy to be back. Uh, I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm joined tonight by Mr. Russell Latham, Mr. Brad Milo, and Mr. Jim Dietz. And tonight is our season two wrap-up continuation and live call-in show. How's everybody doing tonight? Fantabulous. Live from Pittsburgh. It's Monday night. Oh, wait. That doesn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's uh, been, what, Just... two, three, four weeks now since our last episode? Because we, we all needed a break after the season ended. I'm glad but, to be uh, able to to participate because I didn't get to do the uh, the wrap up last episode. That's right. That's right. You weren't here, so we're happy to have you back for sure. And we hope to talk to a lot of our listeners tonight uh, as they call in. We're also going to be talking about the Walking Dead video game that just came out from Telltale Games, which spoilers is awesome, and uh, pretty much whatever you guys want to talk about. But before then, who wants to tell us about our sponsor? Our sponsor tonight, as always, uh, Jordan, is DCBService.com. If you are a fan of The Walking Dead TV show and would like to take the plunge into the graphic novels upon which the television show is based, then the cheapest and most efficient and best way to do so, in our opinion, is to go to dcbservice.com. You can get the, uh, the issues as they come out. You can get the graphic novels. You can get the compendiums. You can get the hardcovers. They also have Walking Dead merchandise. Uh, that you can also check out there on the site, dcbservice.com. And if you use the code WD8, you will get an extra 8% off. They're already outrageously marked down books that are already marked down 30, 40, sometimes 50%. So please, dcbservice.com is our, uh, our tried and true sponsor, and we're happy to have them. Hey, guys, we have a call coming in right now. Should we go ahead and take it? Heck yeah. Sounds good. Let's start this off right. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're on the Walking Dead TV podcast. Who is this? This is Aaron Gord. Hey, Aaron, how's hey, Aaron. it going? Hey, Aaron. Oh, doing well. Um, what's up, guys? Uh, not much. You're our first caller. We're, we're happy to have you on. Awesome. All right. What were, what were we talking about? Hey, uh, we're talking about whatever you want to talk about. I want to talk about the video game. All right. Uh, yeah, we just mentioned that uh, as we were opening up the show. We loved it. Uh, we haven't talked about it too much yet, but what did you think? Uh, what did you like? What did you dislike? Go. I think I think the best thing about the video game is that I didn't want to stop playing it, and that may not sound like much. The game's only you know like two hours long, and full maybe three hours, but um, I was really engaged with how Telltale made this kind of game work. Like, for, just for those not familiar, that, that company's made like similar games where they're like kind of point and click adventures where you just kind of 
put different options on the screen and kind of figure out how to go. But this one, this one was probably their best one yet, in my opinion, compared to like, like there's a Back in the Future one and a Jurassic Park one. This one really managed to do a lot with the property, with the Walking Dead comic. It really had a, it, it was cool how it set it in the same universe and like you got to watch the story unfold and your choices affected how the story played out. So I really enjoyed all of that. Now, now, how did you go and play through, Aaron? Did you play through assuming that your character was evil, or did you go through assuming that he was uh, was uh, being charged with a crime he did not commit to, to steal another catchphrase? I, I played it as a as a guy who was being very quiet about how he wanted to address the various things that have gone on, but was also a good guy at heart. That's how I played it. So, like, I was keeping certain secrets from people, say, personal for example, but at the same time, I was also doing the right things in terms of morality-wise. I was saving certain people and being, being cautious about how to alert one of the characters of the, the, the status of their parents. Right, right. That's how, that, that, that's how vague I can be, I guess, with that description. Hey, guys, right. I, have a, I have a question about this game. I just started playing it uh, the other day, but I've only had one opportunity to sit down and play it. I didn't get very far, but... Um, Okay, I've never played one of these. I shouldn't say never. It's been years, and it was a much uh, less sophisticated version of what do you call this? A point and click game? Point and click, point adventure, and click yeah. adventure game. Um, I, I played one years ago, and like I said, it was much less sophisticated. Um, Sam and Max at the Road, Legend no. of Monkey Island. No, Monkey Island. I don't even remember what it was. That's how King's uh, long ago it was. Gabriel Knight. Uh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. So am I supposed to think that depending on the choices I make, the, the game will end up in a totally different place than it, than it might if I had chosen other things? Not a totally different place, but who's going to be there with you and other things might change. Okay. Yeah. At least in the first, that. first episode. And the way people yeah, will react, certain characters will react to you. Okay. And what I understand, the, the later chapters also play off of the choices you make in the previous chapters. So, like, when episode two comes out, it will continue to carry on the traits and various decisions that you've made in the episode, in episode one. Is this a, a download-only game, or is it... Um, it's not available for the PS3 yet, is it? Yes, it is. I it believe. is. I, I played it on PS3. Really? Oh, okay. It's I, available um, for PS3, Xbox 360, Mac, and PC. Okay, I'm playing it on my laptop, and apparently my laptop is, uh, maybe it's full and not enough memory and RAM and stuff, but the game kind of lagged a little bit for me, but, um, I'd like to try it on another platform, maybe the PS3, maybe I could enjoy it a little more there, but it, it was interesting, and, uh, I, I like the, I like the, the art, for lack of a better way to put it. I, I like the art, the way that people were drawn and, and things like that. It took me like kind of a. It took me kind of a minute to like adjust to the kind of style they're going for. But yeah, I kind of I came to really appreciate it because I was just really into the characters. I really like, especially like the guy you're playing and how that kind of the relationship develops with him and the the main the little girl that's going to be with you the whole time. Something I learned uh, just today actually that was that Telltale got the rights to make the Walking Dead game uh, before uh, the big success of the television show. I guess this has been in development for a while, and that's why it's based so closely on the comic. But uh, a good windfall for them, hopefully. I mean, it's a really quality game. I enjoyed it a lot, too. Agreed. Oh, and Brad, a really cool thing at the end of the game 
is after after the cliffhanger, and it is a really cool cliffhanger at the end of the first episode, and then they have a next time on The Walking Dead, which seems to be built based on the choices you made. It's not just like a pre-rendered thing. They have a, um, you know, the credits and then a splash screen comes up that tells you, okay, when it came to this decision, you chose A, whatever A was, and 35% of people who played the game made the same decision, or 75% of the same of the people agreed with you. It's really cool to be able to see there's like, you know, 10 or 15 different things and whether you were in the minority or the, or the majority on those decisions. That'd be cool to oh, yeah, like cool. make notes when that splash screen comes up. So when you replay the game, you can make sure that you choose different things and uh, experience the game in, in a different way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's already decisions where I'm like, Oh crap, I made that decision really split second because you're on a timer a lot of the times. And I really wish I'd played that differently, but it's kind of almost like real life where you have four seconds, five seconds to make a snap decision and maybe make the right one, maybe you don't. But I, I thought that was a really cool element. Now you guys that have played these point and click adventure games before, do you, do you play with the hint mode on or do you know enough about this type of game to know what to do? Because like, you know, I was glad it, it told me to, Hey, move forward by using this key on your keyboard. I wouldn't have known what to do. I played it with the hint mode on, but I would say that in future installments, I may turn that off just because I, I feel like I was pretty used to what I was supposed to be, how, how the game was presenting itself. I think I'd be used to that in future installments. Cool. Yeah, I think I agree. Like older adventure games, like, you know, Sam and Max or uh, Roger Wilco or some of those older ones, they're darn near impossible to play if you don't have some kind of hint mode or a guide or some kind of step-by-step walkthrough because they are incredibly difficult. Like you have to combine six or seven items in your inventory and know which ones or why. Um, it's it's a lot of trial and error. But the, the newer ones, they're, they're much more fun, for lack of a better word. It's not just all about figuring out how to solve some ridiculously hard puzzle. I just remembered what the game was. It was called Return to Zork. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's one of the classic text adventure games. Yeah, this one was, uh, I mean, my, my buddy Jeff and I, uh, when we were kids, we would stay up till midnight playing Zork on his old Commodore 64. But, uh, this one was, you know, it had graphics. It was more than text. It was like, um, you know, it visuals and played on my old Windows 3, 3.1 machine and it was fun. I thought you were going to say Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> no, never, uh, never was interested in that. Hey, Aaron, thanks for calling, buddy. Yeah, for sure, guys. Always, always a pleasure. Looking forward to, you know, keep it on. Awesome. We're going to let com- you go. What's coming up soon on uh, Out Now? Out Now, well, it's, uh, there's this little movie coming out, a little independent feature called The Avengers coming out soon. So I think we're going to talk about that next week. Sounds Sweet. very cool. We're going to go and let you go because we're getting some calls coming in while you're, uh, while you're hogging the line. Okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah, cool, guys. All right. Talk to you later, man. Take All right. Care. Bye-bye. And, of course, Aaron is the uh, co-host along with his uh, buddy Abe of the Out Now podcast, available on the HHWLOD network. They do weekly movie reviews, and they do a really great job. It's a great show. Check it out. Speaking of movies, oh, well, we got a call coming in. Let's get this one. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Thanks for calling Walking Dead TV podcast. Who is this? This is Brett. How's it going, guys? Hey, Brett. Brett. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Doing well. Where are you calling from? Uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. You're the Brett that left us uh, voicemails, right? I am. I, I am. have a particularly a big, big brain, guy. if I remember correctly. Yes, Brett has a big... I recognized your voice, actually. <laughs> well, it's good to finally talk to you guys. That's good to have you Likewise. on. We got Jim and Russell on with me and Jordan, too. Oh, great. 
So uh, what do you want to talk about tonight, Brett? Wow. Jeez. I probably should have figured that out before I called in, shouldn't I? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, okay. So first of all, you guys are staying away from comic spoilers on this call in, I guess, right? As best as we can, yes. But we can always bleep it out. This can. isn't going out live, so. Oh, got it. All right. All right. Well, here, I have, I have one for you. Uh, so, you know, we had the big reveal at the end of the, the last episode when, you know, the camera panned up and there was a large building that may or may not have been a prison. Let's call it what it was, Brett. It's a prison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far so, as I'm concerned, um, knowing that it's a prison doesn't spoil anything. It's just a prison. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I basically feel like the second second season, you know, they were kind of like, they, they didn't spend a whole lot of time out in the open where they could kind of get, it wasn't really too dangerous, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And um, I, I kind of have this feeling, you know, when they get to that place, maybe it's another place where they're indoors and kind of away from harm. So I'm really hoping that they kind of meander a little bit. Maybe it takes them a while to get there. I don't know. They, they run into some danger because, you know, other than a few little events here and there, the farm was kind of like a, a luxury spa for them. They were on vacation. You know, there wasn't a whole lot to worry about for, for the most part when they were there. They were pretty safe. Well, so, I don't know. You, you, you read the comics, Brett? I do, yeah. Think about the prison storyline. There was a lot of stuff happened there that was dangerous, regardless of what the source of that danger was. I mean, there was a lot of conflict. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's actually one, you know, it really gets uh, the theme comes out that basically the zombies are something less to be worried about and the people around you are really the ones that you should be keeping an eye on. I think... That was one of the things that the second half of the season, uh, season two, did really well, which was, yeah, there were zombies, but a lot of the danger are, are the, the humans that you're spending your time with. So I, um, I think the prison's really going to give us the opportunity to explore that, especially with with what we know as Nervite uh, coming in and things like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like at the end of the season, especially when they had Randall, and that was... Uh... I don't know, it was really great for viewers because nobody really had any idea what he was about, if he was good or bad. And, um, well, it, it really made you kind of question your own morality. There are a lot of gray areas, which is what the show really excels at. And they weren't sure if they should, you know, let him roam free, if they should kill him, if they should, uh, you know, detain him. And, um, I guess that's, you're, you're right. It, that, uh, that new theme of kind of, people being the worst enemy really started to come out in the second half of the second season. So I'm I'm pretty excited for them to explore that a little bit further. I think it'll give a nice contrast because what we've seen so far has been all from the perspective of the survivors that we know. And, I mean, it's pretty public at this point that it's come out that we're going to have the prison and we're going to have the governor's, you know, place and where he's at. And I think it'll be nice that we'll get kind of maybe two storylines going or there'll be something to kind of mix it up so we're not always centered around you know Rick mm, yeah well let's think about it in the comic the prison happened and there was several issues months worth of of story in the prison before we ever saw the governor true oh yeah uh, true. probably a full trade or two that's true yeah so you know we we all know that this you know this show has to take a different track than the TV show at times. So maybe maybe we'll see parallel storylines, like like you said. Instead of, you know, the first half of the season, we see the, the prison only, and then we see the governor come in. I think it... The, I, I, you know, 
I'm kind of glad we're talking about this. So I was perusing YouTube and uh, looking at our videos that, you know, we put up of each of our episodes so people can listen to our episodes, you know, through YouTube if they so choose to do that. I can't remember which uh, episode this this comment was, but somebody had commented that uh, I think his comment read, you guys hate season two. <laughs> and, you know, I. I don't think we hate season two at all. It's just that, you know, we're so used to the comic and we want to see certain things from the comic. And yeah, we're trying to keep comic and TV separate in our brains. But when you love the comic so much, you want to you want to love the TV show that much, too. And so, it, it you know, it, it for me, as I guess, speaking for me, it, it takes some some getting used to to or I have to constantly remind myself this is not the comic book. You know, give it a chance. Just roll with the flow. Sooner or later, you're going to get what you want. And, um, you know, I think I have a feeling season three is going to be a, a little different. Definitely. You know, a lot of times the fact that the show is taking a totally different storyline than the comic makes it exciting. And because there are these opportunities to take characters in a new direction that they haven't been explored in yet. And one of the things that happened at the end of the last season that really, really got me excited was that, um, Andrea was kind of totally cut off from everybody else when she meets up with, you know, mysterious hooded Michonne. And, um, that's really cool because now there's no reason for them to find the rest of the group right away. They have no idea where they are. And so you can have this cool parallel storyline where they go off and they sort of, you know, have their own adventures along the way and maybe meet up with the rest of the group way, way later. And so that's, you know, that's an opportunity to kind of have this totally new story arc that never existed before. So, well, I mean, that's what like, keeps like it interesting said, for me, man. It's like, if it was word for word, note for note, shape for shape from the comic, that would be cool and all, but I would be bored watching it because I would know every single word and everything that was going to happen. I mean, I think it's really cool that, like you were saying, this is uh, the TV show allows some of the characters to really flourish and thrive and, and go in different directions, like, um, like Shane, for instance, great example. Angela's another good example, you know, very different from their comic book counterparts. And uh, that keeps it fresh and interesting for me. And then yet we're also getting the big story elements that us, you know, longtime fans are looking for, like Michonne, like the governor, like the prison. We're just kind of getting uh, the deck reshuffled on us. I think that's what really keeps me interested in the show. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, there, there are TV shows that really follow the the source material really, really closely, like, for example, Game of Thrones. I, I, I don't know if you guys have been watching that lately. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Or if you... 75% if you of us love that show. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, the books there, I, I actually just kind of stumbled upon them about a year before the show came out. And um, and it's really cool how you get to see the, the words just leap off the page, and you get to see it acted out, and and everything, and the actors and actresses are great. Um, production value is awesome. But then again, I do know everything that's going to happen, which takes a little bit of the fun out of it. So it's kind of cool that with Walking Dead, you're always on your toes. Yeah, it's like you know the destination, but you're not sure of the journey to get there. And and that that you know with the with this Walking Dead show, so I mean, comic book readers know the destination, although they right. throw some destinations at us that you know we've never been to. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great that they're willing to, uh, you know, they're really willing to mix it up in terms of who lives and who dies, too, because I don't know about you guys, but all of the 
sort of untimely deaths <laughs> really threw me for a loop. I really didn't see them coming. So I have to say kudos to the to the showrunners for kind of having the cojones to to kill off, you know, fan favorites. Absolutely. Um, hey, having having been them. a uh, having been a comic book reader, Brett, what were your feelings on uh, them killing off Shane? Would you have liked to seen him stick around even longer than he had already stuck around? Um, I, I think uh, I think John Brentall, right, John? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think he is. He was one of the best actors on on the show. I really think, and um, it was just so much fun to watch him because he was so you know like neurotic almost, and and he would he would uh, he would show these signs of just being right on the edge of just going crazy all the time. And he, I don't know what it is about him as an actor, but he's really good at doing that. And so, I mean, it kind of bummed me out when he died, actually, because cause he was making it really fun just to sort of watch him be... You always just thought he was like a, a firecracker that was about to go off, you know, and it made this cool tension. Um, I, I have heard a lot of people say that they thought, you know, that was drawn out way too long. <laughs> And I, I guess I can see that perspective too, but I thought I don't know. I thought they did a really good job with that. Maybe maybe if they had kept him alive a little longer, um, we could have gotten some more little bits and pieces out of out of his character. But his time was, you know, his time was nearing its end. His I guess his usefulness as a as a character was starting to diminish at the end there. But anyway. The fact that I mean he was just a great actor, so I was kind of sad to see him go. Yeah, well, it's it's always sad to see a good actor leave, regardless of you know. For me, speaking personally, regardless of whether I like the character or not, um, you know, it's always sad to see a good actor have to leave a show because they're so good at what they do. You know, if they're good enough to make you hate them, they're a good actor. Yeah, you know. I, so somebody, Jordan, were you going to say something? No, I was muted. I thought I heard a breath, like somebody was going to say something. Maybe it was well, the spider uh, in my ear. <laughs> well, oh, I do think the, the the kind of the new way that they killed him off, you know, very kind of different approach to the way that he ended up dying, and um, I I think it was you know it was interesting, it was different, um, and it made it made Carl seem I don't know it less like maybe he was defending his father and maybe just like he was really confused. I don't know. It played out in a little bit different way, but I I kind of do like the 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 comic book version where where that's when the firecracker really does go off you know Shane totally blows his top he freaks out and he's screaming and crying and just having this intense emotional breakdown and um in the show he was just more kind of like yeah pretty much gonna kill you now you know very cool cool headed and almost you know uh robotic about it just kind of like you know, I have to eliminate you. And so it was very, it was a very, very different scene. Um, kind of like both, both versions of it. Absolutely. I was sorry. I was just thinking about that scene again. Just, I need to go back and rewatch that. But, and you were saying it was, it played different than it did in the comic. And it, it, it certainly does. But, but they were both, they're both very powerful in their own way. They both worked. You know, the, um, We've talked about it, right? It's not a spoiler anymore, the way he dies in the comic. Uh, right. Carl, you know, taking Shane out in the comic was extremely powerful. But having Rick do it 
to kill his own best friend. I mean, that's just as powerful in a different way. And so mm-hmm. it, it really worked. I was, at first I was like, Carl better kill Shane. When Shane dies, it better be Carl, you know, but, you know, in, in retrospect, it was just as powerful for a different reason. And, and, uh, I approve this well, message. It's, it's kind of a nice <laughs> dichotomy now because if you think about it, Carl and Rick killed Shane as opposed to in the, in the comic, the way it played out. So it, you know, they, they kind of, I know some people complained about it. I thought it was kind of a cool concept that they both got a chance to do something that, um, would have repercussions for each of the characters and, and disturb them and, and be something that they both have to deal with as time goes on. So I thought that was interesting. It's father son bonding. <laughs> sure. Sure. Hey, son, let's go kill uh, our best friend uh, slash zombie. I mean, uh, slash, um, yeah, no, that's right. Hey, Brett, we're going to let you go. Okay, buddy, we got another call coming in. Thanks a lot. It was great talking to you guys. All right. Thanks, Take care, buddy. Likewise. Yep. See ya. Bye. Go ahead, caller. You are on the air. Thanks for calling the Walking Dead TV podcast. Who is this? This is Kellen. Des Reby. No way. Are you calling from uh-huh. Australia? Des. I am. I am. I'm, I'm calling from the future, in fact. It's, uh, Tuesday lunchtime down here. Uh, what's the weather like tomorrow? Wow. Uh, look, it's, it's nice down here. It's, it's sunny, a bit cool, but, uh, but it's nice. What does it feel like to be going back in time? You're a time traveler right now. You're actually in yes- oh. you're yesterday right now. Great, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's very How are you guys cool. going? We're doing great, man. It's very cool to be able to, to actually hear your voice, you know, because yeah, yeah. we're familiar with you from all of our shows and uh you're a, yes. a, a great supporter of the network and we appreciate that and uh i'm sorry john uh couldn't be with us tonight so uh, oh, there you go have we ever said his last name on the show did i just spoil john's last name because they just add, I'll, I'll just, just bleep it out. you did all right yeah that'll be <laughs> funny when you bleep it out yeah that's cool <laughs> sorry john don't steal his identity uh Callum. Oh. we'd appreciate it yeah so his surname is an e double n hey what time <laughs> is it there tomorrow uh, five to midday. I'm sorry. Five minutes till midday. It's almost eleven fifty-five. Five till noon. Uh, see, in in yeah, America, five till noon. Sorry, no. in America, we say it's almost noon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost noon. Oh, that's very good. Nice. What's for lunch, Callum? <laughs> hey, you should you should really uh, tell us, Callum, because uh, Australia got the Avengers movie before we did. Uh, that's yes, true. Yes, yes. What's yes, your review, uh, man? Have you it, seen it? Awesome. It's awesome. Yes, excellent. Excellent. I, uh, I, the, the non-spoiler review is, uh, look, you, there's moments when you laugh out loud. There's moments you could hear the pin drop in the cinema. Uh, and, uh, yeah, very Joss Whedon in the dialogue. Uh, just excellent. Highly, highly recommended. Cannot wait. Yeah, I'm Johnson. Yes. So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did, what, what would you like to discuss about Walking Dead related since we have you calling, um, all the way from, from down under? Yeah. Well, it, it's funny. I uh, I only picked up season one myself about a week ago. I haven't seen Hard No Hair season two down here yet. So, so I can tell, tell you all about season one if you like. Go yeah, that would sure. be interesting to to hear your take on something that's old news for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we get the Avengers first. So yeah, I'd rather, rather swap the Avengers for for Walking Dead season two. I'd hate to say that's an acceptable so, trade off. Have you seen all six <laughs> episodes from season one? Yes. Yeah. I um. I actually forced my wife to sit down and watch it with me, and I said, look, it's, it's zombies, but, but it's character stuff as well, and she really enjoyed it from that point of view. So, uh, yeah, just, just loved it. I, I'd seen it uh, on, a, on a computer screen through, uh, 
couple other other measures, but uh, to have it on the telly and on, on the TV in um, yeah in good quality, it was, it was beautiful. I loved it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, I think think Vatos is still going to be the favourite episode. I you know I just I, I just forgot the storyline, then seeing it again and being reminded who the Vatos actually are and what they're doing, I, I just loved it. Brilliant. Yeah, that was a really good episode because it's the you know I, I'm, I'm sure everybody that that watched it totally did not expect it to, them to end up being you know the people that they yeah. were and to be doing what yeah. they were doing. I I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, I th- totally enjoyed it. Uh, I'm just gonna start going through all the uh, special features and whatnot now. That's that's next. <laughs> so let me let me ask so, you this. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, so. When you get it in Australia, because I'm always kind of fascinated by how things show up in other markets, is it on a, what we would, like in the States, what we would have, like a pay cable TV station? Is it on like a regular network station? Is it something that you have to acquire through like some sort of um, pay-per-view kind of thing? Or how, how is it broadcast um, in Australia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, pay TV, uh, cable, cable television. Gotcha. Uh, which is nowhere near as, no near as prevalent down here as it is up there, oh, over there. Um, yeah, so it's been picked up by um, by a Fox, uh, Fox broadcasting station down here, basically. Yeah, I think they carry it through most of the foreign markets or what what we would consider yeah. foreign market stuff, anyway. <laughs> so how yeah, how much longer are you going to have to wait for season two? Do you know? Uh, I don't. I don't. Um, like I said, we got season one. Uh, honestly, earlier this year, I think, on TV, um, which meant I was able to pick it up on DVD after that. So I, I don't honestly know, know uh, when they're going to televise Season 2, which means they can release Season 2 on DVD and Blu-ray. So. Now, have, so you guys gotten a, the, uh, have you guys gotten the Walking Dead video game down there yet, or is that going to release at a different time? I uh, don't know. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, don't know. Well, when it comes out there, check it out because it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, I saw the trailer. Um, saw the trailer for it earlier this week somewhere. Um, yeah, it looks very cool. Looks very cool. Yeah. So, other than episode five of uh, season one, what did you like yeah. most? What did you dislike most? Uh, yeah, I loved it all. I um, I've got to be honest. When the um, when Laura, when Rick first comes back in the camp, um, from from town, um, and sees Laurie and Carl for the first time, like. <laughs> Uh, I might lose lose some man credit here, but I, I teared up. I, I just loved it. You know, I knew it was coming. I'd seen it before, but uh, it just gets me. And, and it got me when I saw it the first time. It got me when I was sitting there watching it the other night. I just I just love it. You know, it, it, it's a really great moment. Um, yeah, I, I think um, just before that, where where Rick's stuck in the tank, and I think Glenn says, "Hey, you dumbass in the tank." Can I say that? Is that yeah, okay? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he says, "Hey, you dumbass in the tank." You know, I, I still laugh at that. You know, and um, and, and just one last thing I was reminded is um, the guy that's in the tank there with Rick. I remember I don't know if you guys posted it, but there was an interview with that guy where he was sort of talking about how Frank Darabon had wanted to write a whole backstory uh, that sort of showed how, who he was and how we got there. And I'm um, just reminded of what a shame it was we might not get to see that now as well. So um, yeah, no, just just loved the whole show and and like I said, I was really happy that uh, I was able to watch it with me and. Surely I'd look away once or twice when there was a few zombie killing moments. Nice. Well, tell her she hasn't seen anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it took her some convincing when the show opened with, uh, I don't know, an eight-year-old girl, zombie girl getting shot, and then, you know, the falling back in the pool of blood and all that kind of thing. She said, what have I got into? And I said, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
So, uh, yeah, but, uh, no, like I said, she, she did enjoy it. There was a few times she said, oh, I'll, I'll look away and, and sing out when, um, you know, when, when the zombie killing's done. Uh, she didn't watch, uh, again, one of the great scenes where they, um, right at the end, they break out of the CDC and, uh, Merle's got, uh, Merle, Daryl, sorry, Daryl's got an axe and lost the zombie's head, I think, uh, you know, it, it's just brilliant. She didn't see those great bits, though. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the, that was, uh, zombie kill that episode, I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe even that whole season that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I saw a, saw a video once upon a time that had the uh, you know just about every zombie kill, and I think that's that's up there with the best of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are there? Well, Callum, go ahead, go ahead, Russell. Just real quick, are there other shows yeah. that you watch from AMC? Are there other American shows that you're into? Um, you know, what do you what are you digging? Uh, well. <laughs> Did the cross promotion. I was, I was digging Alcatraz. Um, not, not AMC, but, uh, yeah, again, we were about three weeks behind you guys on that, but, uh, but we got that down here and I was loving that. Um, yeah, I, I don't watch a, a great deal of TV, um, at the minute, just, just for any number of reasons, but, uh, but yeah, I was loving Alcatraz. Um, and apart from that, I, I, again, a bit, bit, bit sad to admit, but I, I love, uh, Survivor. I'm a Survivor buff and, and amazing. And there is race. absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong with that, dude. That is one of the great, that is the greatest reality TV show that there has ever been. <laughs> well, well, what uh, about the mole? The mole was awesome. The mole's stupid. Yeah, you can have yeah, it. We, right we had, we had that. We, what, what happens down here is, uh, okay, there's the Survivor, but then we get an Australian version of Survivor, so, uh, you know, they only tried it once or twice. But the same with the mole. We had our own mole, and now we've got the Australian Apprentice, and uh, and so a lot of shows like that we've uh, we take and we make our own. That's cool. Oh, nice. It's not called Survivor yeah. in Australia. It's called Survivor. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really that's they, a really they cool. on the end. <laughs> yeah, Survivor, mate. That's a bad accent. Well, what do they do when? Wasn't there a few seasons of Survivor, the American version, set in Australia? I think there's at least yeah one. we had one. I think one one of the very early seasons was down here. Yeah, it was like one of the first three, I think. So yeah. was that considered? I, I guess it was still considered the American version, not the Australian version. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was right around that time that we 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 only had a handful of Australian survivors, but that was that was when they released it. Was right after they had Survivor Australian Outback or whatever it was, and and yeah, then um, yeah. So very but, cool. Uh, yeah. Spencer and Mitch, really thank you for all the support over the over the years, man. You've been like fan number one, one uh, A. You know, um, yeah, like the Billy yeah. Preston to our Beatles and stuff. So I just want to thank you for all the support and all the love over the years. And uh, thanks, man. Oh, look, my pleasure. I, I love the shows. I I started with you guys with Watchmen, and then uh, you know after about six months of hearing Half Hour Presents, the Legion uh, Half Hour Wasted Presents, the Legion Dude thought I'd probably go check this Half Hour Wasted thing out, and um. Yeah, like I said, I uh, grabbed the whole heap of the archives and, and got into that. And then, uh, yeah, I've just followed you guys ever since. Uh, I mean, I think, you, uh, I've said before, you produce a really high-quality show, you know, and, and just, you know, you've got Dave Gibbons to, to answer questions for you. You've got Andy Singleton. You've got, uh, you know, the, the Dixon brothers, uh, Norman Reeves and whatnot to have Norman. Just there to go. Anyway, you, you've got the big interviews, you know, and I think that just goes volumes to the quality of shows I've produced. And, um, yeah, I, I love it. I really do. Oh, well, thanks, uh, man. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to listen as much as it is for you guys to know that I listen, I guess. <laughs> kind words. Thanks very much, man. Yeah, and, and Brad, and, and like for you, for you specifically, mate, I know, like, you know, it seems every few months and a half hour wasted, you're saying, why do we do this? You know, do people care? Do people like it? And I mean, 
I mean, on behalf of all of us, definitely, you know, the whole network. But, uh, I mean, half hour wasted, it's, it's its own unique thing. And, and, and if there's people listening to The Walking Dead that aren't listening to Half Hour Wasted, I, I highly recommend it. I mean, it's, it's uh, just a couple of guys that talk about, I don't know, life. And, and it's funny and it's, uh, it's highly recommended. I can't, I can't describe Half Hour Wasted without saying just go ahead and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind. I'm going to have to put extra postage on that check to send you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'll and, get and, there uh, Australia, Australian dollars this time because U.S. ones aren't worth much. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of money, you got to be paying out the nose to call us. So, man, we really appreciate that. Yeah, no, no. Like I said, my pleasure, guys. Uh, yeah, it just worked out that, uh, yeah, it just worked out. So I'm, I've been wanting to call in for a while. And, uh, yeah, yeah, happy to. Happy to, really. Awesome. Well, thanks for, for taking the time and spending the money to do so, man. That, we really appreciate that. Yeah. No, I'd like to uh, just, yeah, I mean, if it can be a token of how much I appreciate I appreciate you guys as well. We'll, we'll stop, stop stroking each other's backs for a while and uh, yeah, we'll do it that. <laughs> All right, man. Take care and yeah, uh, take- uh, pr- keep protecting the future for us, okay? Yeah, yeah look, if anything goes wrong, I'll let you guys know immediately. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Take care, guys. Take Thanks care, Callum. Bye. See you. Bye. That's awesome. I must say that is a real treat. Um, that that's put a smile no on my face. <clears throat> yeah, when what we, a great what a great dude, man! And we get we get a chance to talk to him. That was great. Yeah, I mean, he's like like Jim said, he's been around for a long time, listening to all our shows, and uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, how long has the Legion of Dudes been around? Um, well, we're coming up on episode one ninety three, so almost uh, four years. Four years, yeah. I think September yeah. will be September will be five. I think. How long? Des has been following. No, it'll be four. Us. September like, will be like four. Like he said, yeah. it's the Watchmen shows. So. Yeah, and that was about a year into Half Hour Wasted or so. Maybe I don't even remember. Might have been less than that, but no, that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. that's pretty cool. To it's awesome to be able to. I'm just yeah. I'm I'm speechless. I mean, that's a lot of money to spend to call another country to talk to a bunch of Nimrods. <laughs> so is it uh, October yet? Well, man, it's Close. it's getting there. I mean, we're at a, as of when this comes out, um, it'll be either the last day of April or the first day of May. So, I mean, we're well on our way. So, what do you? I would like to say that my uh, my Halloween costume this year is combining my two favorite television shows, The Walking Dead and uh, Game of Thrones. I'm going to be Zombie Ned Stark. So. <laughs> awesome, nice. <laughs> so, I'm gonna throw something out here impromptu. I put this on Facebook. Um, John didn't get a chance to tweet it out earlier but for the best caller of the night and i'm just gonna determine this at random um or who i feel is the best best caller i still have my walking dead season one blu-ray set sitting around so um whoever whoever ends up being the best caller i'm gonna i'm gonna ship that out to him just i'm keeping a list as am i okay good so brad you started to say something about movies before uh, we got a call do you remember what you were trying to say uh well we had talked about the Avengers briefly and oh yeah are you guys have you uh, I mean it's not Walking Dead related if you, if you guys don't mind I don't mind um have you seen the new international release trailer for Prometheus I've heard to stay away from it because it might give away too much yeah. of the story so Same I'm here. I'm avoiding it right now but everything I've seen in that movie looks awesome so far that trailer was freaking awesome but part of me wishes I hadn't seen it yeah I'm gonna so, steer clear I'm kind of in a it's funny. I'm kind of in a, a zone right now where I'm staying away from a lot of stuff. Um, 
it seems like every day there's another Avengers spot. Um, I'm steering clear because I'm afraid that they're going to chew up all the one-liners and really quippy stuff um, with, with that. So I'm staying away from that. Um, I'm staying away from the Prometheus stuff. So there's a lot of stuff I'm just kind of steering clear because I, I want to go in with a little bit more of, a, of an open mind with it. I'm, I'm anxious to, on the flip side though, I am anxious to see the new um, Dark Knight Rises trailer with the Avengers because we haven't really gotten a whole lot of story plot um, related to the Dark Knight Rises. It's been a lot of speculation and rumor and hearsay and and things like that. So I'm not I'm not um, uh, shying away from from that. Are you guys? Um, uh, I'm sorry. I just thought of something you said earlier, Russell. You said you still had your season one Blu-ray. I do. Did you mean DVD or Blu-ray? No, Blu-ray. Oh, you mean the non-special edition version? Yes, sir. Gotcha. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I forgot what I was going to go next with the movie talk. Was it Cabin in the Woods? Because I know you love that as much as we did. It wasn't it, but yeah. I mean, I've seen it twice. Um, it was freaking awesome. Yeah, for the world is coming to an end. Brad and I both like a movie. Now, Jim, <laughs> we've had this conversation before. There's, there's a handful of things you and I both enjoy. I know. It's just funny. I know. Um, yeah, I thought it was it was brilliant. I mean, it was, you know, and we, um, Half Hour Wasted has a spoiler review episode coming out uh, this coming Monday. So we talk about it, you know, a lot there. But we also have one coming out Thursday. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we awesome. put a we put it like in a spoiler zone. So it's like it's tacked on at the end of the episode so that um, if anybody wanted to bail out, they could bail out. But uh, uh, well, we we. In the, the episode of Half Hour Wasted that just came out uh, today, or last night, as a matter of fact, um, we said, hey, next week we're going to talk all about Cabin in the Woods, so if you haven't seen it, you got a whole another week to go see it. And then then we recorded our episode about that, and we just spoiled the whole dang thing. It's so hard to talk about that movie without, yeah, yeah. without sounding like – it's so hard to – even if you're spoiling it, it's hard to talk about that movie and to explain it without sounding like a complete idiot. Yep. <laughs> You yeah, know? For, our, for our listeners who haven't checked it out yet, do yourself a favor. If you like horror, if you like comedy, go out, see it before it's out of theaters. It's a great movie to see you know, with a crowd if you can find one. Um, just absolutely brilliant and so much fun. And there's Even a lot of zombie ties to it, so um, yeah, so it's relevant. And yeah, um, I guess you're. I guess you're right. I was gonna say even if you don't like horror movies, uh, this one is different enough. Right from the beginning, right in the first five minutes, you're like. Something's off here. What is going on? There's too many people in ties. And then you and then you you spend the whole entire movie trying to figure out how does the A plot drive with the B plot? I'm just not seeing this and then it just hits you in the face and you're like, "Wow." I mean, it's that it's that great. Absolutely. And and co-written by Joss Whedon who uh, wrote the wrote and directed the Avengers, so yeah. You know, it's it's applicable to all kinds of things today. <laughs> During one of our last calls, uh we had a a familiar number pop up a couple of times. Turns out it was Johnny M calling in uh, just to, I guess, to check up on us and make sure we were doing our job. He just wanted to make sure we we're not screwing up. I guess. John, we don't need you. We can do this alone. We often do. Thank you, Jim. See, we're, we're Steve Martin buddies. Hell yeah, buddy. So you weren't here for our season two wrap up, like you mentioned before, Brad. Uh, anything you want to add about season two? What you what you thought about it in general? Well, now having some time to to reflect on it, um, my feelings really haven't changed any. Uh, it generally speaking, maybe certain details like I think 
you know, at first I was um, maybe a little disappointed that Carl didn't actually kill Shane. But in re- like I said, in retrospect, that doesn't bother me now. But as far as my, my general feelings over the whole season, um, I really think the first half of the season blew. I mean, I still do. And the second half I thought was was tons better, especially the last four episodes. Um, there were gems in every episode. There really were, don't get me wrong. And there were some nice character moments. Because like we've said a million times before, some of the comic book issues that come out, um, if there are any zombies in them, there's only one. I mean, there's, there's some that I, I venture to say there's some that there aren't any zombies in whatsoever, but, um, and, and, and what makes those comic book issues so good, regardless of the fact that there aren't any zombies is because of the characters. And there were lots of really good character moments in season two. Um, I think, you know, the, the main problem was the, the Sophia storyline just dragged out way too long. It could have, could have been done in half the time, possibly even less. But, you know, it gave us moments to explore characters. And, and yes, that's important. Do you think but, it was odd, Brad, that, and I, I know we talked a little bit about this, but I'm curious to get your thoughts, that what we were so concerned about, especially during the break, was the firing of Frank Darabont and the effect that would have on the show. And we know that he had... He was still showrunner for the first half of the season, had a pretty heavy hand in the first half of the season, but yet we're pretty universal in our love of the second half of the season versus the first half. And knowing that, you know, Mazzara had a heavier hand in the second half of the season um, than the than the first. Do you, do you think it was kind of interesting how that kind of played itself out? Um, I'm actually, Russ, I'm sorry, I'm not sure what you're asking me. I guess what I'm saying is we were concerned that the show was going to suck after <laughs> after you know the Darabon's influence was was removed and it seems like we've had the opposite reaction okay i get it yeah i'm sorry um i zoned out a minute there i guess but um no it was it was a pleasant surprise i'll i'll be the first to admit i was like frank darabon's leaving this is the worst possible thing that could happen to this show you know in in retrospect i'm using that word a lot tonight it may be the best thing that's happened to this show um because the things I've heard from Glenn Mazzara, you know, in the last half of the season uh, and, and since then on Twitter and seeing things and, and li- uh, reading interviews with him and stuff, I really think this guy gets it. And as good as Frank Darabont was, especially in the first season, now that Glenn Mazzara has season two uh, under his belt and he learned a few things learned what to do, learned what not to do. I have a feeling that he may he may outshine Frank Darabont in the long run once once this show is all over. So, yeah, it was weird the way it turned out. I'm I'm just as shocked as as anybody would be um about enjoying Glenn Mazar's work as much as I did. Now, you know, but then I I I always forget to myself, forget to myself. I always forget and I have to say to myself Glenn Mazzara did The Shield on FX, and that show kicked my ass. Yeah. That show was so damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he can if he can do it once, why couldn't he do it again? You know, we were all just so thrilled to death that, that Frank Darabont seemed to be so excited about this project. And you want somebody to be excited about your project. How many of us weren't thrilled 
that Joss Whedon is directing the Avengers. None of us, because we know he gets it. You know, we know he's excited about it. So when Darabont came in, we were like, yes. And we read the interviews and we heard him talking about it. And you could see it in his face about how excited he was. We were so happy. We were convinced that we were in good hands. And then Darabont leaves and Glenn Mazzaro comes in and we're like, oh, geez, now the number two guy's got it. So is he going to give a crap like Darabont did? Yes, obviously he does. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier. Um, you know, I, I really think season three is going to outshine everything we've seen so far. I'm thrilled. I agree. Something that the shield had that, uh, the, uh, the, the first season kind of lacked was that intensity. And if you, you really, I, that's why I, after having, you know, watched them a few times now, you know, the episodes of the second season, that's what I really see uh, with Mazzara taking over is the intensity really being ratcheted up. You know, we get the episode in Nebraska with the scene in the bar. We get, you know, with the little hints of the governor's guys, you know, maybe, maybe not, you know, the pack of those guys, you know, things just got ratcheted up in the Mazzara, um, you know, rain, I guess you'd call it as it were, um, as opposed to, um, Frank Darabont, who just seemed, I don't want to say laconic, but almost like uh, very much a more relaxed storytelling style, very much a a movie-based storytelling a storytelling style. It takes a long time to build its narrative. Um, I think Mazzara, on the other hand, has more of a television sensibility and really you know brings the intensity. I think you're right, Jim. I remember watching episodes of The Shield, and when they were done, I was just an emotional wreck. Because it was, to use your word in the accurate word, it was so intense. There was so much tension in those episodes between people and in the situations they were in. Well, it started off with like the first episode was just like, did they just, did he just do that? (laughs) Right. You know, at the very end. I mean, that set the tone for the series to come. By the way, I've only, I've not seen the last season of The Shield. It's in my Netflix. Neither have I. So. Do not spoil season seven of The Shield for me, or I will hunt you down. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. It becomes the thing. No! (laughs) So while we wait for our next call, to get back to the video game a little bit, uh, to give everybody who hasn't played and doesn't know too much about it some background, uh, in the game you play as Lee Everett. You are a former, I believe it's University of Georgia professor in history and literature, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, But you actually start the game in the back of the sheriff's car as you're being driven to prison for what appears to be either the murder of your wife and her lover or just the lover. It's, it's a little unclear at this point. Um, you don't know whether you did it or whether you didn't or whether it was self-defense or what, but you are in the back of this squad car going to the prison when, uh, well, well, just to spoil the first five minutes of the game, when the car hits a zombie and greens off the road and you escape uh, the fugitive style. So uh, the rest of the game is you meeting up with survivors, trying to stay alive, uh, it's some quick time events, some Mass Effect style dialogue choices only with a timer. Like I, I mentioned earlier, you sometimes only have – sometimes you can take as long as you want to make a decision. Other times you have two, three, four, five seconds to very quickly decide what you're going to do to you know, try to lie to somebody or to try to persuade them to your way of thinking or hide your identity or what, whatever you try to do with this game. Um, you have to make decisions about who's going to live or die at some point or more like who you're going to save if two people are grabbed by a zombie at the same time. If you're searching for resources, trying to figure out how to get in the locked rooms. Um, your main side, your main companion through the game is, uh, I'll say eight years old, but I don't really know exactly the age, a young girl named Clementine who is uh, separated from her parents. And you're trying to help her out. 
it's it's a really really engaging game where you really have to embody this guy and and you know decide how to survive is i really really enjoyed it and look forward to the remaining episodes and i'm not even calling them chapters i know a lot of people are to me this was an episode right down to the next time on walking dead but just in the way i was engaged in it this was like living through an episode of the show just with different characters what's the time the play time on on that first episode two to three hours depending on how long it takes to figure out some of the puzzles and how many times you die probably be four or five hours on my computer because <laughs> of the lag which you can you can adjust the um the, the graphics settings and stuff um i had it cranked up to full for a while on my mac and then at a certain point um i decided to to, to you know, ratchet it down a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. I mean, it's going to depend on how old your computer is for sure. Um, but like I said, it's also available on Xbox Live and the, the PlayStation Network, so you have those options as well. And yeah. pretty reasonably priced. I think up, each episode is five bucks, or you can get season passes for twenty, and it's five five episodes. So it's not bad at all. And believe me, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's worth the price. You can get the whole thing for twenty bucks ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. You can get a season pass for Mac, PC, or PlayStation 3. I don't know if Xbox Live has one yet, but presumably they'll be bundled at some point um, on there if they if it's not already. I'm going to have to try it on the on the PS3 because, like I said, my laptop must not uh, must not have the the juice to run it. Do we know when season three is starting? Have we heard any kind of confirmation yet? Uh, I think they've said vaguely October, which would match with the last two seasons, but we don't know for sure. I saw on Twitter recently, Laurie Holden uh, said that she was reading the script for episode one and she was thrilled to death with it. Yeah, they've got to get started shooting pretty soon because, you know, somebody posted they, in, have, in they the, have more episodes this season to get in the can. Yeah, somebody posted it on Facebook on, on our The Walking Dead page that Laurie Holden tweeted that they were starting filming this Monday. So I, I, that's either today or a week from today. I'm not I, I didn't check the date on the post. So it, it does look like they'll be starting soon, if that's to be to be believed. Cool. How do you think the? Do you think they're going to break it down into? Um, I think they've said as much. Eight episodes, then a break, then eight. Nice. So does that mean? Do we think it'll start earlier? Because you know the reason, or they kind of coincided the break with the Super Bowl um, and kind of the ramp up, I guess, of the last playoffs. So I wonder if we might even get an earlier start. Um, Maybe by a week or so. Yeah. I mean, it depends how the Sundays line up with the holidays this year. Right, right. Because it was, what, the 16th last year when it started? I think so, I think? yeah. It was definitely earlier than, you know, the year before it was the whole Halloween tie-in. And so this year it was, yeah, a couple weeks earlier. Yeah, I seem to remember, I think it was the weekend of New York Comic Con, actually, wasn't it? The premiere yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if they're going to, too, you know, what AMC has been doing lately is, um, their premieres are like double episodes. And I know they kind of did that. I think it was, a, what, a 90-minute premiere for season two? So, uh, you know, I wonder if we'll get like a double, uh, you know, a double episode on the premiere. So it'd be like seven weeks for eight episodes. Uh, just real quick for what you are saying before, I'm reading on Comic Book Movie right now that Kirkman uh, spoke with MTV News uh, and confirmed that the, uh, the Walking Dead begins filming it's third season this week, so. But, you know, it would definitely be nice because, um, you know, between season one and two, we had a really long wait. Between season two and three, we'll have a much shorter wait. And presumably because the season will be longer, uh, we'll have an even shorter wait between three and four. Yeah. Well, you know what else is going to help between last season and this coming season is just 
something we kind of already talked about, just this awesome summer movie season. All Absolutely. Great things coming out. Yeah, let's, we got uh, Dark Knight Rises, we have Avengers, we have The Amazing Spider-Man, Prometheus. Uh, I'm sure there's some others in there, too. Uh, I know that looks, that looks uh, surprisingly Looper. fun. Yeah, Looper, um, definitely. Expendables 2, G.I. Joe. Two, the new G.I. Joe, exactly. Plus, Breaking Bad starts up soon, season 5. New Pixar film, too, this summer. Oh, yeah, Brave, Brave. that looks really good. I think I'm a fan a, of the Pixar. Yeah. Oh yeah, so so am I, Jim. There's another one. Write it down. I um, I I can't think of a Pixar movie that I haven't enjoyed. Cars two. Yeah, that was that's the one. <laughs> I did I didn't think it was near as good as as the first one. I didn't even watch it. It's the only Pixar film I haven't seen. Well, Me I, too. That's and I've weird. I've only seen half of Cars because I fell asleep. So, which I don't do ever in movies, but I still fell asleep in Cars. What about some of the new um, action figures coming out? When do those second series of action figures come out? Ooh, I'm not sure. I think we've got. Uh, I think I we get a we get a Shane this time, and I can't remember if we get another Rick and two zombies or. I think it's another Rick Shane. It's like Rick in his uh, undershirt. Uh, Shane in the open button down shirt. Uh, the well zombie. Stu? Yeah, Stu. And uh, I'm looking it up on McFarland Toys right now. Uh, th- I know there's another one for sure. There might have even been five in the first, in this next wave. I don't know why I was thinking there were three zombies. Well, that would make sense if there's five. Yeah, I, don't, I could be wrong, though. Did you mention the RV zombie? Is that the one we're missing? Ah, uh, yes, with the screwdriver through his eye. Yes, that's the RV zombie. Wow, oh. that Shane action figure looks really evil. The McFarlane Toy site still has uh, Walking Dead Series 1 is coming soon in December 2011, so they're a little bit behind the times. Well, McFarlane's so busy writing and drawing. <laughs> He's so busy counting that pile of cash that he has laying around. Yeah, what is it? Is it isn't it this summer that's like the 20th anniversary of Spawn? Yeah, yeah. God, I'm so old if that's true. Yeah, it is. I would have been four years old when it came out. How about that? Hmm. It was so funny because I never really got into Spawn the comic, but I ended up buying a lot of uh, McFarlane toys uh, over the years. The, the Monsters line he did, you know, you know, with the traditional like Dracula and uh, Frankenstein, all McFarlane up. Those were really cool. The Twisted Fairy Tale, Clive Barker's Twisted Fairy Tales, and then just some of the Spawn figures were really cool too. But I never really followed the comic all that much. I like their Halo figures too. They were pretty nice. Oh yeah, very nice. Did they do the Lost figures? Uh, the ones that were kind of like in action yeah, figures. Yeah, McFarlane did those. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the um, the John Locke figure where he's looking at the hatch. What you can see the window on the ground, and then I've got the uh, Mister Echo figure, and I've got the little mini diorama that has Hurley and Kate and John Locke looking at the the hatch after it's been dug out or ex- after they blew the lid off or something. Right. Okay, I've got the, the toy list here, and it looks like they'll start coming out in September 2012. Uh, the Series 2, they're calling it Shane, Rick, uh, Bicycle Girl Zombie, Well Zombie, and RV Zombie. Then Series 3, we've got Lori, Shane, Glenn, uh, Swamp Zombie, uh, Zombie Hunter, and Carl. What's Zombie Hunter? Says, comes with removable stomach and woodchuck. So that was the one that they, they cut open when they were searching for Sophia. 
Uh, is Swamp Zombie the one uh, that Carl was messing with? Yeah. And then Series 4, we have Dale, Andrea, Herschel, and Zombie Shane. And Series 5, we have Daryl Dixon, Carol, uh, another Rick, Highway Zombie, comes with moving jaws and removable arrows, so I'm not sure exactly which one that is. Uh, Michonne, Andrea, and Tyrese. Tyrese? It took him not long to get to Daryl Dixon? No, they had a Daryl Dixon in Series 1. Oh, right. I forgot about that. I'm well, sorry. keep in mind, uh, Brad, that the, the toy series go back and forth between uh, comics and TV show. Oh, I'm sorry. So that's probably, you... that's probably why there's three different chains here. Yeah, that's right. And two Andreas. Because, like, yeah, the Andrea in Series 5 comes with riot armor. So that's something from the comics. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Rick... Rick Grimes uh, hey guys. in the Series 5 has a removable part. I won't say what it is. So. Hey, guys, we're, guys, we're getting a call. Let's, let me grab this. All right. Go ahead, caller. Thanks for calling the Walking Dead TV podcast. Who is this? This is Meg. Who is this? Meg. Mags? Yeah. Mags, like from Justified Mags, the, the evil lady? No, uh, Meg, like M-E-G-S. I was just teasing. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Texas. Well, that's where I am. Fancy that. Texas? And Russell's in Texas. Well, don't mess with Texas, babe. That's right. <laughs> what part, what city are you calling from? I'm calling from Commerce. Russell, where's Commerce? I don't know. Where is, where Commerce is Commerce? Is northeast of Dallas, about an hour. Oh, okay. See, you should have known that, Bradley. Well, you know, I never go northeast of Dallas. Most people don't. There ain't nothing <laughs> but cows. <laughs> so what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, what's on my mind most nights, Mr. Daryl Dixon. Oh, boy. Are you Dixon Dixon? I am not, but I am a Rita Slut. I actually uh, run the Rita Slut blog and Twitter, and that's how I found you guys. Rock on. We were just talking about the... Oh, go go ahead. This is basically the best thing to ever exist. Norman Reedus is? Oh, yes. We hear that a lot. (laughs) I, I imagine so. (laughs) <laughs> what is it about him? I've never been able to figure it out. Well, for one, I guess to me the best thing about him is just who he is. He's such a cool guy. He's just really great to his fans and does all love all the art and films he makes himself. Plus, he's kind of hot, you know, that helps. Yeah, we did that phone interview with Norman. He was super nice. He couldn't have been more gracious. He had a... Uh, apartment full of his family there for the holidays, and he was walking around the streets talking to us on his cell phone. But he's still, I mean, he was very gracious and hilarious and really nice guy. He seems like just one of the nicest celebs out there. He's just really awesome to his fans. Did you start watching this show because of him, or were you interested in it for other reasons? Uh, I guess I started watching it originally for the zombies, but then I kind of fell out of watching it, and then when I realized I was in love with Norman Reedus, I had to pick up again. Ah. Uh, so, were you familiar with his other, uh, like, Boondock Saints before this show? Oh, yes, definitely. Boondock Saints, Dark Harbor, Floating, you know, all his really films. Late 2? What? Late 2, he- yes, Stud. Who doesn't love Stud? <laughs> what movie is that, Russ? Blade two. He was uh he was like Oh uh, Blade. Yeah, Blade. yeah. Yeah. He was Whistler's replacement in Blade Two to start with. Oh well dang, I need to rewatch that then. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, it was fun. He's a lot younger than that. So uh, uh I assume that you've been listening to our podcast for a while then? 
I've listened to a couple of them, yeah. I've kind of just been getting into the whole fandom of The Walking Dead Online rather than just watching it myself. Well, cool. What I was going to ask was, um, do you feel like yelling out loud at your iPod or whatever MP3 device you listen to us on, uh, whenever one of us complains about something that Norman Reedus or Daryl might do on the show? No, I, I don't mind. Everybody, you know, has their opinion, but as long as Daryl stays alive on the show, I really don't mind what anybody thinks about him because he's my baby. I, I don't know. What if he gets killed, but they keep his zombie around, like, as a mascot? Would that be okay? Um, I, I guess as long as he was still on the show, Norman was, I would be okay with that. <laughs> I don't know if you heard um, back a little bit ago when, when uh, actually Norman and Sean Patrick Flannery were at um, uh, at South by Southwest, I was able to, to sit in and record their panel, their Boondocks panel that we rebroadcast, and that, that was a lot of fun. So if you haven't... Uh, if you haven't caught all of our episodes, that one might be worth going back and checking out. It was it was a fun uh, it was a fun Q and A they did. I will definitely check that out then because I love the boys. Yeah, it the was it was awesome. a lot of fun. Um, it was tough to edit because we, <laughs> we had to bleep a bleep a lot of stuff out, and there were a couple of things I <laughs> there were a couple of things I had to cut because they were just there's no getting around it. But uh, but it was a lot of fun. They're they're yeah. They uh, Sean Patrick Flannery is really funny because he's. He was so engaging with the crowd and just so open to uh, to any question anybody would ask, and just kind of ran right out and was getting right into it. So it was really it was it was a lot of fun. Right, Sean is just as awesome as Norman. I know that I'm more of a Norman fan girl, but they kind of go together. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what are your guys' favorite characters? If not Daryl Dixon, who should be your favorite character? By the way, let's see. Well, I really did enjoy most of Daryl's character this uh so far this show um you know as we've said before some of the writing for him has been kind of wishy-washy you know he'll be a whiny baby one minute and then he'll be a, a cool badass the next minute um yeah. i'm really you know i once rick uh once his sack dropped rick has really <laughs> uh become my favorite character this is the rick i know and love from the book and yeah. uh and once andrea stopped being a whiny baby and and picked up a gun then she's you know she's the the girl i know from the book too so i've been really happy with those guys i agree i mean i didn't like andrea for most of the show until i guess the last episode that she just kind of annoyed me i guess i don't know if you watched lost but to me she always had that kate austin mentality and i always hated kate so much <laughs> interesting yeah we're all big lost fans as well oh yeah, I, I, my whole life has devoted to Lost a while back, so Walking Dead's kind of replacing that void. Nice. Well, Lost is the greatest TV show that's ever been on television. That is the truth. Amen, sister. <laughs> For... And, and that, uh, unsurprising, is my love of Daryl Sawyer is my favorite. Yeah, don't say. Yeah, we've, uh, uh, if memory serves, haven't we actually, I forget who it was, it was either... I don't remember who it was. It was one of the other guys. I didn't make the connection, but I agree. Uh, you know, Daryl's really been kind of the the uh, the Sawyer of The Walking Dead. He has. I yeah. think that's why I love him all the same. Including the nicknames. Yeah, yep. right? Yeah. Even short round. Yeah, that yeah. Was a Sawyer nickname. As a, yeah, I mean, to me, The Walking Dead is not lost. Nothing will ever be lost. And it's one of the best shows on right now. And it's killing me having to wait till October. Well, you can uh, get your fill 
uh, by listening to our podcast. We're going to start uh, doing some commentary episodes. Uh, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, we've uh, we did commentary episodes for season one of The Walking Dead, and we're gonna, guys, aren't we gonna? We're not gonna do all thirteen episodes, right? We're gonna handpick uh, half of them or so. Yeah, there's a thread on the Facebook page where people can vote for which ones they want us to do, and we'll pick. Uh, I forget exactly how many we said, but a, a few of them from from that list to do because there's just simply too many episodes to do in the the shorter break this season. I think it's uh, a given that we'll do the first episode. For sure, yeah. we'll, we'll do the one where they where Shane breaks up in the barn. We'll do that one. We'll obviously do probably most you know the biggest batch of them will be from the second half of this of the season. Yeah, where it kind of is more exciting and less about Sophia. Yeah, right. Did, <laughs> exactly. you, did you think they 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 dragged out the Sophia thing too long, or were you happy with it? I think they definitely drug it out too long. I was happy with the the way it resolved with her being in the barn, but I was like. It just, it, there was too much of it focused on Sophia, in my opinion, at least. I think, I think a lot of us, if not all of us on the phone, uh, we kind of feel that way, too. Yeah, it's just, it's like, okay, we get it. You know, it's really sad that she's, she's missing, but, you know, there are other things we can do besides walk around the woods doubting Sophia. True. I guess at least the, the, the search of Sophia gave us the Supercopper episode with all the awesome Daryl stuff in it. That was that was a good one, guys. We might want to consider that one too. With the Chupacabra, Chupacabra has actually gotten a lot of uh, votes on the thread already, so that might be one we do. Yeah, very good because that had that had some good uh, brothers brothers action in it. And I liked that one too. I love the whole relationship between Daryl and Merle, and I hope that we get to see Merle in season three. Think there's going to be fireworks when when Merle shows back up? You think? Oh, uh, definitely. You think Daryl's kind of enjoying his new family and you think maybe it's kind of replaced his brother? I think it has. And I think that it's going to be, you know, probably a conflict of interest for Daryl when he shows back up. If the group isn't very accepting, you know, does Daryl go with his brother or does he stay with his new family? That will definitely be interesting to watch. It will, for sure. Is it Megs or Mags? I'm sorry, I confused myself. Megs? (laughs) With an E, Brad. Yeah, like short for Megan. Okay. Thank you for calling, Megs. We really appreciate hearing hearing you. No problem at all. Thanks for talking to me. Sure. All right. You have a good evening. You too. Bye. Good night. Bye. Megs. Megs. I wrote it down. Megs. <laughs> so you think that would be a too much of a Texas bias if uh, if Megs ends up winning the impromptu contest? I don't know. <laughs> you know, she's a girl. She didn't yeah. have the cutest voice so far. Yeah, she did. But the guy sending her the prize is in Texas. Yeah. That would cut down on his postage quite it a bit. It sure would. It sure would. <laughs> Sorry, you know, Cal. You could have just, just jumped in right in there and said, uh, hey, uh, do you have a season one Blu-ray? You know, we could call that number right back and see if she picks up. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, re- I'll reach out. Yeah, I think, um, unfortunately for Callum, I think the the Blu-ray is region coded. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you that too. Yeah, and he he mentioned he already had it, so I think that would uh, kind of defeat the purpose. But yeah, it's 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 region one. So sorry, Callum. What region is uh is Australia? I really wish I could do an Australian I think it's accent. Region four, but that just might be. In so DVDs. do we, Brad? So do we. Yeah, thanks. It's so refreshing to hear somebody else say that Lost was the best TV show ever. <laughs> Really, you'll get no uh, no argument from me on that one. 
I can't make a judgment about it, so. You haven't seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. Oh, man. Well, you know what? I haven't seen Mad Men or Breaking Bad either, so. Um, I'm, I'm only, like, on season two of Mad, Mad Men because I'm watching it with my wife, and so I have to watch it with her. Last night's episode was so good. But yeah. I'm totally caught up on Breaking Bad because I love that. If Jim, we, in last week's episode of Mad Men, Roger dropped acid. <laughs> and you can just imagine nice. how awesome that is. I, You know, wow. I didn't really like that episode very much. And really? I know, yeah, and I know they've done other ones like that where they've taken an event and basically split it up into three, you know, told it from the three perspectives of what's going on. But I just, I don't it know. It was very much, a, it was like Pulp Fiction meets um, yeah. 2001 Space Odyssey for me. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I just, I wasn't feeling it that much. I like the Roger story because the more Roger, the better. But, um, <laughs> dude, Slattery is just awesome. Um, but yeah, the other two pieces I didn't, I wasn't that impressed with. But, uh, you know, if we're, if we're short an episode, um, for this season before the, before we get done from the break, maybe we could do a, uh, Breaking Mad part two. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'd be up for half of that. I yeah. don't know if I'll be caught up on Mad Men by then, but I like Mad Men. It's just that, like I said, I have to, my wife has to be home. And usually, I mean, we have other shows that are prioritized right now over, you know, that <clears throat> Game of Thrones. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, when we do actually sit down to watch something together, that's what we are watching right now. So. Or maybe we do a show, Jordan, called The Mad Killing. <laughs> See, my wife watches The Killing and has tried to get me to watch it, and I've I've yet to. It's I'm having it's it's I think it's just now starting to pick up, like it's starting to move. But I don't know, Jordan. You tell me. Did it seem like really slow to start? It's it's a show that's much better watched in chunks. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I agree because that's how I watched season one. But it just I mean, it's certainly not as good as Breaking Bad or Mad Men, but I enjoy it. I I do too. I mean, I do enjoy it. Um, and I think part of it, it's kind of hindered by the fact that it takes place in, quote, real time, you know, meaning each episode is a full day. Um, right. So so I think it, it just kind of hinders the storytelling. But I thought this last episode was the one that aired last night was was really good. Um, and I think from here moving on, I think this last half is going to is going to move pretty, pretty solidly. So yeah, I've seen an episode here and there, but not you know enough to really say I've watched it, you know, Um but my wife is an is a, a avid fan, and I'll probably end up watching it before. So I want to thank everybody who called in tonight. That was really awesome to talk to everybody. I think that's going to be our show for this week. Uh, you can still leave us a voicemail, though, at 516-468-7912 anytime you want, or e- email us a comment, comments at walkingdeadtv.com. Don't forget, like Brad already mentioned earlier, you can check out all the shows on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash podcast. We got the con videos, these episodes, contests, and more. Don't forget to check out hhwlod.com for all the great shows like Half Hour Wasted with Brad, LOD, uh, Legion of Dudes with the rest of us, PKD Black Box, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, Aaron called earlier, and keep an eye out for the less regular shows like Media Minutes, Tech Dudes, and all the other cool stuff there. And all those shows have Facebook accounts as well. Don't forget to check out forumforgeeks.com, our forum to discuss this show as well as many, many others. And follow us on Twitter at WDTV Podcast and at HHWLOD underscore network. It's been so long, I don't even know if I can remember, but so until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember. I can't wait for season three. Have a good week, everybody. Good night.
I flicked the wrong knob when that's what she said when I was doing that. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jim. Can you repeat that? I, I apologize. The one that counts. Well, it's interesting that right, you right, say right. that, Brad, because I just did a uh, commentary track on that movie with Aaron and Abe from Out Now. It just went up on the uh, on the website hhwlod.com. Cool. You don't have to plug so. right now, Jim. I'm probably going to cut most of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, the that's okay. I just, I just thought, you know. I'd Do you try. just, you just insert hhwlod.com into regular conversations all the time? No, he's but, always uh, I, I just spent two. I just spent two hours talking about the Incredible Hulk on now, now, and you know. I finally picked it up on Blu-ray. Wrap it up then. Yeah, yeah. it's almost ten. Yeah. Alrighty. You mean it's almost eleven in real time? For for four out of for two out of four. Uh, cast members, it is for almost fifty percent of us. It's almost ten o'clock. Yeah, but for fifty percent of us, it's already past ten o'clock. Hmm. <laughs> Math.